Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping you become a better organist. We're your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Usham Motuzaita Pinkavichina. We have over 25 years of experience of playing the organ. And we've been teaching thousands of organists online from 89 countries since 2011. So now let's jump in and get started with the podcast for today. We hope you'll enjoy it. Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Usha. Let's start episode 639 of Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. This question was sent by Sally and she writes, Do you have a secret to playing melody in the left hand and harmonies in the right hand? I have a hard time with that. My brain doesn't want to allow left hand to take the melody, at least not for long. Do you know what she's talking about, Usha? Yes, I can guess. Probably she's right-handed, as I am, as you are, and she has the same trouble as many beginner organists have. And not only beginner. Sally is our Patreon supporter, and um, and, uh, she... um, recently watched uh, my Advent uh, hymn improvisation recital. And um, in a lot of hymns, I place the tune in the left-hand part instead of the right-hand part. And and uh, uh, if I want to play in the tenor range, then I, I, I play the melody in the tenor range with the left hand. But if I want to place it in the soprano, I could effectively cross my hands with the left hand playing high. I've seen Dutch organists do that, and uh, it fascinated me, this technique. Instead of playing, switching hands, soprano in the, soprano in the right hand, and uh, accompanying voices in the left hand, they do soprano in the left hand, but a higher range, you see? Well... I just feel sorry that you have been born in Lithuania and not in Netherlands. Lately, you are so much impressed by what uh, Dutch organists do that I wish you could stay there and, you know, learn from them. I start to understand Dutch a little bit. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit similar to, to, to German and a little bit to English, too. So, and when it when they're talking about organs, it's not that hard to understand. Well, okay, so what could we suggest to Sally? One of my suggestions would be maybe, you know, when she accompanies hymns, she could play the melody in the left hand and accompany with her right hands and pedals. Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, so, so play the the tune in the tenor range, right? On the solo registration trumpet, let's say. Yeah. So you need basically to have at least two manuals for, in order to do that. Yes. Do you recommend crossing voices at the beginning? No, I wouldn't suggest that. It might be really too difficult. Not even voice crossing, but hand crossing, you know, when left hand goes beyond right hand. I wouldn't do that as a beginner. Yeah, probably too too difficult. 
and I wrote to her that um, it was difficult for me at first, and even today, sometimes I struggle, and uh, it's not that easy. But you just have to keep playing, keep uh, keep practicing, and sooner or later, uh, something will switch in your brain, right? Yes, and if you want to have a real challenge, uh, and if you like music of G.S. Bach, I would suggest for you to to work on Anwasserfluss uh, and Babylon from the Leipzig collection, or also called Great 18th Collection. It has this beautiful chorale with ornamented tenor in the left hand. Just uh, just as pretty as, for example, the Nun kommt der Heiden Highland or Schmücke dich, liebe Seele, but instead of you know having ornamented chorale in the right hand, as in these two pieces mentioned uh, here in on Wasserfluss and Babylon, Bach um, writes it down for the left hand. It's ornamented. Cantus firmus, really beautiful. And you can make it more complex by playing double pedal lines, five voices, right? Your hymns, I think. I mean, yes, I, because I wouldn't do this in this chorale. No, but. Hasn't Bach written double pedal version? Yes, but but it doesn't have you know the melody in the left hand, so it doesn't count at least not in this case. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So you have to just keep doing, keep keep um, keep expanding your uh, tonal vocabulary. And um, when you place the melody in the left hand, right, so what becomes in your right hand, you're playing alto and tenor, but alto in your own place, but tenor is one octave higher, right? Yes, usually that's what you do when, you know, you switch voices, that soprano substitutes tenor and vice versa. So maybe if you're beginner at this and you struggle with placing the melody in the left hand maybe you don't need to to play all four parts right away right what about just playing a tenor line single tenor line one octave higher with your right hand and then soprano line one octave lower both voices together those two voices only with your hand do one uh, one voice solo voice practice then two voice combinations three voice combinations four part combinations uh, finally uh, just like a small organ piece what do you say Osha? yes i think that might work so there are 15 combinations in four part texture and if you do that you can master any type of hymn either with the melody in the right hand or in the left hand or even in the pedals how would you do in the pedal social? If the melody is in the pedals. Yes, you do could you? do you could do that, but you have of course to register accordingly. But would you use the same harmonies or you have to reharmonize? Well you of course it would still be same harmonies, same same chords but maybe different inversions. Different inversions because if you have, um, let's say, in the melody second scale degree, you can play the dominant chord, 
right? But if this uh, second scale degree is in the pedals, you no longer have the dominant root position chord, but you have 6-4 chord, second inversion, right? Or, do or dominant 4-3 chord. Or 4-3. And then 4-3 is allowed, but 6-4 is allowed very in specific cases only. Yes. And uh, therefore, it's better to leave it for more advanced uses. So instead of playing dominant 6-4 chord, you can effectively play a 7th scale degree first inversion chord. In, in C major, not D, G, B, but D, F, B. Make sense? <laughs> yes, makes sense. I'm teaching harmony. Uh, good. Good for you. Harmony never hurts. So, good luck, Sally. Good luck, others who are uh, harmonizing melodies in the left-hand part. Um, this is this is really fun, and it is it is complex at first when if if you haven't done this before. And pay attention to what Osha suggests. Play some pieces with the melody in the left hand part, right? This texture has to become l less foreign to you. Um, and this way you will sort of remember those new new positions in your hand. Yes, and if you are playing piano, if you love piano repertoire, I just remembered in one piece I played many years ago, it was called Melody by Sergei Rachmaninov. It's sort of not not too difficult piece, but but not at beginner level. I would level I would say somewhere in in the middle. Mm -hmm. It has the melody in the left hand and accompaniment in the right hand, and left hand uh, always crosses the right hand. It jumps back and forth from the bass to the soprano range, and it also you no know, helps to sort of make your left hand more independent. Good advice. So please send us more of your questions. We love helping you grow. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen. This podcast is supported by Total Organist, the most comprehensive organ training program online. It has hundreds of courses, coaching and practice materials for every area of organ playing. Thousands of instructional videos and PDFs. You will not find more value anywhere else online. Total Organist helps you to master any piece, perfect your technique, develop your sight reading skills, and improvise or compose your own music and much, much more. Sign up and begin your training today at organduo.lt and click on Total Organist. And of course, you will get the first month free too. You can cancel anytime. If you like our organ music, you can also support us on Patreon and get free CDs. Find out more at patreon.com/secretsoforganplaying.